Hello and good morning. Welcome back to Astrology with Tess or Astro Tess. I am Teresa. I'm going to be your host, as you may know. And today I actually wanted to come here and talk about the great conjunction that is going to take place on the 21st of December. So how is everybody doing? How are you? I know this is going to be like an extra episode. I know it's going to be like um, not one of your typical timing or usual timing ones. But that is also what makes it interesting. I was kind of, to be honest, I was kind of felt pressured to do um, this podcast or to mention this conjunction in any way. Because I haven't mentioned it either on my youtube channel or on my podcast even on my social media i haven't said anything about this conjunction and the reason is not because it's not important as a conjunction because it is the reason was that i believed that there was a lot of misunderstanding or misinformation about this conjunction now Let's start with what is the misinformation that I believe that it has gone on. First of all, I believe that a lot of people think of this conjunction as the mark of the new beginning of the age of Aquarius based on the Mayan calendar, which to be completely honest, I don't believe this is what marks um, this this conjunction marks the beginning of Aquarius season. We're not yet into Aquarius season and frankly because I was researching it and looking it up uh, with Siberial astrology which is Siberial astrology if you don't know it's the astrology that looks at the planets at this moment how they are they're not fixed like most western astrologers uh, are using fixed points like they always say that in the spring solstice we begin with aries but it the the sun is not always in aries at the spring solstice so it's it's a whole new thing it's a different kind of astrology that a lot of people use but most people when we're talking about astrology we're talking about fixed fixed signs, fixed um, constellations, but Siberian astrology used the constellations with their actual size and at their actual time. So looking at that um, calendar and when, let's say, um, the what on what sign the sun is in the spring solstice, well, for the Siberian astrology and the actual planets at the moment we are still in the age of pisces we uh came in the age of pisces around i want to say around the time of birth um around the time of the birth of christ so the last time it actually we actually had this type of conjunction we're going to have right now we're going to talk about this later as well but the last time that the sorry the beginning of the um, Piscean era the the Piscean season started around uh, four to four BCE to 
I want to say one or two CE. I I cannot. I don't know exactly the exact date because I have not made um, the calculations based on the degree very in in detail. I want to say I haven't done the calculations in detail, but around those years was the time when we began. We came in. Uh, Pisces season and it actually shows if you look at it uh, in a sense of history when we were in the Aryan season let's say we had a lot of wars we had a lot of expansion of land we had a lot of um, wars for for egoistical reasons in the sense that we wanted to see who had the more power after the age of Pisces, of course we did have wars. Of course we had egoistic people who wanted to take the power for themselves. But it was a different age. Like people started um, having wars for religions. People started having wars for ideas. People started having wars. Yes, of course we all always wanted to expand. But it was not the same type of expansion. So now we're coming actually at an end of the Piscean era. The end though is gonna come around in around 700 years. So we will go in because you have to understand that's a detail I didn't mention. You have to understand when you're looking at the zodiac you're going backwards to see where the actual sun begins in the spring solstice. So for it to go back to Aquarius, that means that we have another 700 years. What happened though, during the 1920s, and we thought or felt like we're closer to the age of Aquarius, is that we actually moved into the 11th house. And the 11th house uh, is concerned with things um, that is concerning Aquarius. So if you if you think of it that way, if you wanted to associate a house with a, a zodiac sign, the 11th house would be associated with Aquarius. It is the house of new ideas, new technologies. Um, generally, Aquarius is concerned with the future and future technologies and innovative technologies. And the 11th house also have, have that characteristic. You have to understand, like around the 1920s, we had this great explosion of technology and we started understanding technology and using technology much, much more. It seems like the last 100 years, we have had a great leap forward when it comes to technology. And that is around the time when the 11th house uh, when we moved into the 11th house of uh, the cycle. So it is very, very normal when I'm thinking it and when I'm saying it like that, that yes, we kind of feel that we're almost there. We're almost at the age of Aquarius for the great enlightenment, but we're not quite there. I kind of like, it, it just came into my mind. I kind of um, uh, connected the second coming, like, I don't know how you call it in English, I'm so sorry, but in the Bible, because I, I was raised Christian, um, in the Bible, it, it said we're waiting for the second, uh, 
the apocalypse like I don't know if if it if it is the apocalypse but um in Greek we say it uh which basically means the second time um he will show so I believe it's the second time the Christ will show anyway let's move on I'm not like very much into Christianity I was just born Christian and raised Christian so um I just connected that with the beginning of the age of Aquarius so the whole time so I believe at least that Christ was talking about us being in the Piscean season and at some point in many 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 years we'll have to go into Aquarius season and that will be the great enlightenment we still have a few years around 700 years for that which is fine that doesn't mean that it's not a time for great innovation and great expansion we need to be ready for us to be able to understand the age of Aquarius because if the age of Aquarius came right now I don't think we would be quite ready yet and a few people might be but as a collective we're not quite there yet so I do understand that this conjunction that is going to take place is a very, very great uh, conjunction. It's a very, very strong conjunction. And it's showing, it indicates a time uh, of new beginnings, of new understandings and new learnings. Um, learnings? And new, I don't know, information. It's, it's a very, it's a very strong aspect or yeah aspect at at our charts it is going to be amazing actually that um we're going to be able to see it in the sky and i want to go out and see how much i can i can see the great conjunction because supposedly you will be able to see it with the naked eye um but it is going to be best if you have binoculars or a telescope, something to help you enhance your, your viewing. But I, I do encourage you to go out and go look at it and see it. I don't know. I always felt very interested when I was looking at the stars. And I think it's a great time to go out and look at it. Now, the other great, great... um. <laughs> the other great um what's called what is it? a coincidence coincidence i don't believe in coincidences maybe that's the reason why um i didn't remember the word i don't believe in a coincidence in the sense that we're talking about coincidences but um another great coincidence is that it is happening on the day like right on the day of the winter solstice so that conjunction is taking place at the time of the winter solstice and supposedly, because we do not know the exact date of uh, birth of Jesus Christ, we are we're led to believe or we believe that he was born around 20 of December. That is why we use 25 of December to have the Christmas. Um, so, but it was mentioned that he was born under the winter solstice. And we know from, not facts, but we know from the stories 
that the great, great conjunction took place at the night of his birth. A lot of people say that this is the great star everybody was talking about. They believe that Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct at the time and they were showing like a great, uh, huge star on the sky. Uh, I don't know if I believe that and I don't know how much of it is true. Let's not forget that this happened almost 200, 2000, sorry, 2000 years ago. So we don't exactly know what happened. But it is believed that the last time that a conjunction like this happened uh, was during Christ's birth. Which is interesting, I believe, or I would say the least. Because it is it is a time and it does it is a time that indicates great growth, spiritual, mental, and physical. But most of the aspects around and most of the things concerning that date shows us that the the growth will come intellectually the most and spiritually let me let me take a step back and explain everything and let's talk about the conjunction what jupiter is what saturn is and what is going to happen so let's take a step back now i would start with actually jupiter and i will actually explain what jupiter is concerned with and what jupiter um brings up in somebody's chart and we have to understand we're talking generally here like what jupiter you know what i said is concerned about because we all have jupiter in our chart and this is what he rules jupiter is considered mythically to be the father of the 12 gods of Olympus because he supposedly is Zeus um, but in the Latin name if I'm not mistaken but because in uh, Greek as a translation we use the name of the Greek gods we call it Zeus the Greek name of Zeus. Anyway, so you, if you think about it, he is kind of an authoritative figure. So Jupiter as a planet is authoritative uh, and it is concerned with general ideas. So Jupiter, we would say he is the father of the 12 gods. But at the same time, we associate Jupiter with... Um, the potential of growth and expansion. It is the beginning point, the, the first teacher that will show us a step forward for expansion. And that is why we usually associate Jupiter with a more optimistic type of expansion. We associate Jup Jupiter with a more optimistic and uh, fun-loving planet than let's say Saturn, which is also concerned with expansion, and we will talk about that, but in a different way. Now, Jupiter is also a planet of faith in the process. So this planet is taking us somewhere, and this conjunction is taking us somewhere, and we have to believe in the process of of the of, of how it's going and what is happening and uh, a lot of people I, I believe and I'm one of them that they have this 
anxiety about letting go and go with the flow. And I have uh, this really close friend of mine, and we were actually talking about it yesterday, how the water clears and the situation, a situation and clears like the water when you let it be. So if you steer water up, let's say you're at the sea and you steer water up, you will see all those particles of sand coming up and the water will start to fog. And when you let it go, when you let things be, then that's when things clear and you're able to see things more clearly. So that is a very good um um, a parallel let's say of of how this process works have faith in it let it be don't stare things up and move with it uh, because Jupiter is a great great teacher but in a more optimistic way again than um, Saturn is now we will have unrealistic expectations in Jupiter season and that is one thing we need to be concerned about. Jupiter is known as um, the planet of high ego or self-confidence. It is the planet of confidence and in the reading actually I did on YouTube for the new moon that is coming up tomorrow from the time I'm filming this. December the 14th. I talked about confidence and how it's going to be a key at around this time. So Jupiter also shows us this, that it is a very key to have confidence, but be careful to not overindulge in your confidence and not be so um, overconfident or self-confident that you miss the point because it is also an aspect of ourselves that if we if we have overconfidence in something we do not we do not see that thing clearly we have a precondition in our our head a filter let's say that is preparing us to not fail or to for things to happen exactly like we want them to but that's not always the way. And Saturn actually is going to, because it's a conjunction, and we have to understand that these planets right now are working, are going to work together like one. So they're both teachers for expansion, but because Jupiter is going to be concerned with confidence and we're going to be afraid to be overconfident Saturn if we're overconfident Saturn will come in and like mess things up a little bit to teach you something so let's remember to be aware of our state and how we are at this moment so don't be overconfident have have realistic expectations I know Jupiter calls us to have unrealistic expectations but Bring, bring it down a notch and meet Saturn somewhere in the middle and have realistic expectations. Your expectations and what you want to do and your dreams, but make them work in a way. I can't, I think that's the best way to actually say it. Make it work. Yes, go about, around about your dreams, have confidence in them, but make them work. 
figure out a way to make them work. Now, Jupiter is also concerned with kindness, giving towards other generosity in general. It's it's a planet actually that is concerned with humanitarian causes. They do want Jupiter wants to see humanity expand. Uh, Jupiter is one of the generational. It, it's not a generational. It's an outer planet, but um, it does take a while to move. So a lot of people born under the same year will will have the same Jupiter. So that indicates they will have the same ideas. And generally, Jupiter is um, a generous planet. He wants to teach you things. He wants to make you expand. And depending also on the house that the conjunction is taking place for you, um, it is very important to look at that because that is the area of your life that this conjunction is going to take place. It is not that hard to look at it, actually. You can figure it out uh, from your ascendant if you know that but you can always look it up into the the many astrological sites that we have uh, for natal charts online you can actually go on and look at the house that the conjunction is taking place um, and that house is going to be the house that you want to look at what what does that house represent that is the aspect of your life that you that you need to work and expand and or the the conjunction is calling you to expand so positive aspects about jupiter would be wisdom experience humor goodwill and mercy uh also confidence as we said and the negative aspects of jupiter would be blind optimism and overindulging doing something too much uh over overindulging into your um addictions into things you like like overdoing things uh jupiter generally i i think of it i visualize it in a sense like jupiter is the is zeus is the father of all gods and he's just sitting back with his wine and women dancing in front of him having a good time laughing really loud like really from his belly santa claus like laugh um but yeah i'm i kind of visualize him like that so that is why he's also concerned with overindulgence and you have to understand that Sorry, I, I moved a little bit away to fix my notes. You have to understand that Jupiter is here to help us with that expansion. Because Saturn on his own is a very restrictive planet. We'll talk about it in a minute. But Jupiter is concerned with thinking. Jupiter is concerned with ideas, and like I said earlier on the podcast, on this episode, um, if you want to assign um, now a planet to a house, or like an energy of a house, that would be the ninth house, which is concerned with um, I uh, like deep ideas, deep 
structural ideas on the the structure level of our society religion it is a sagittarius and jupiter um, and i'm talking about sagittarius because jupiter is the the ruler planet of sagittarius sagittarius and jupiter are both concerned with uh, religion and the reason being is because they are concerned with basic ideas that structure our society and uh, because they are also very rebellious uh, signs planets and houses um, basically that planet suggests that it's not gonna sit around and take every idea as its own uh, they will have a more critical understanding a more critical thinking so they won't just <laughs> we have a saying swallow things like swallow information they will think about them um and if jupiter doesn't like something they will change it they will innovate it they will make it their own and they will share those ideas uh, I was actually watching a documentary about Alexandria and how Alexander wanted to make it like the the center of knowledge and every book that went into Alexandria couldn't get out um, because every idea was precious no matter what it was. Jupiter is kind of like that. Every idea for Jupiter is precious but they're not going to stay on one idea. They will create their own um, idealistic uh, salad let's say um, so having said all that for Jupiter and understanding so far what Jupiter means in this conjunction let's look at Saturn so Saturn is the ruler of Aquarius and that is important because it also brings that feeling that we're closer and closer to the age of Aquarius all of these things that be go that have been going on, us moving into the 11th house, us uh, having this conjunction in Aquarius, us all of this Aquarius energy that is kind of thrust upon us, it doesn't indicate that we're moving into the age of Aquarius like right now. It, it indicates that the universe and the timing is preparing us for when we do get to the actual time of Aquarius, we will be ready to act upon it and expand as we have to. Right now, we have to learn, still learn, and still understand how we need to work towards that goal. So all of these energies just prepare us um, in um, generational, in a in a in a collective way towards the age of Aquarius. We're not there yet, but 700 years in um, universal aspect is nothing. So we are being prepared right now to move there. So Saturn, let's talk about Saturn. Saturn, as I mentioned, is also a teacher, but is a teacher with uh, restrictions and limitations. It indicates restrictions and limitations. It indicates structure. Uh, it is concerned with structure and meaning of things, why something is happening, how something is happening. Let me figure everything out in a very, very base level. 
that also adds to the fact that you won't just take information as it is, you will make it your own and you will understand it in a very, very deep level before you make any decisions about your ideas. And uh, I actually encourage you to do that because some people, if they overindulge in their self-confidence, two words that we said before, now using them together, uh, two keywords, I may say. Um, now, if you overindulge in your self-confidence, then you won't be able to let Saturn work nicely with you. <laughs> you will you you will basically say to Saturn, yes, give me everything that you can for me to get out of this cycle. So restrictions and limitations are the teachings uh, of Saturn. Um, structure meaning learn your limits is also one thing like um, Saturn is concerned. Don't think you're invincible. You have limits. We all do. We're not here to know everything. We're not here to be masters of everything. I believe in a bigger sense that we're all here to master and give one thing to this world. Uh, and we need to be masters of our craft. And that's and that's kind of the energy of Saturn. Know what you're good at and know what you're not good at. Know when you're going to have to take a step back and let somebody else take lead because you lack in this area and then the other person will have to do the same for you. Like when they can do something, you will have to take the lead depending on your abilities and what you have to give. So... um Saturn is concerned with learning your limitations and having a sense of responsibility of your actions. Be responsible. Know what you're doing. Be aware of what you're doing. And take responsibility of the actions that you're doing. Because a lot of people would do something and they, they won't even take responsibility, but... The thing is, not that they're not going to take responsibility. The problem is that they're not even aware of the problem or of what they did. We are all, all of us, were uh, guilty of that. There's not one person that hasn't done that in their lives. The problem is that for some people, it is continuous. They have, they're already in the 30th year of decade of their life or the 40th decade of their life, even the 50th. And they're not aware of their actions and how that affects the world and how that ripples out. So Saturn here um, is calling us to understand our sense of responsibility, to have a sense of what we're doing and be aware of the responsibility of our actions, good or bad. Now, a lot of you will hear this and you may be afraid or generally this conjunction makes you feel uneasy or a, a sense of fear and that is normal. Saturn brings that to um, <laughs> the mix as well because we usually as people don't like to be restricted, especially Jupiter don't like to be restricted, but at this point, 
he doesn't have any um, say in it in a sense that those two planets are going to work together. Think of it like you have two teachers right now and one of them is a very, very fun-loving teacher and the other one is the very, like the worst teacher you ever had in school. Think of the best teacher you ever had in school, the coolest teacher you ever had in school with the worst one in a class together. What will happen? <laughs> kind of. Not that Saturn is a bad teacher and I don't mean that. It's just that it, Saturn is more set in his own ways and will teach you all of those responsibility, restriction. These are words that we think about when we think about our worst teacher usually. Usually we have a worst teacher because they restricted us in a way. They wanted us to learn in a very specific way. That is what is going on. So, um... And not making us afraid, and that's that's fine. I don't I don't want to go back to school with my worst teacher. <laughs> I really don't. So most people will feel that way, and that's that's just know that that's normal, and everybody is going through that right now. The other thing is um, obstacles to help you succeed. So Saturn will bring obstacles in the way and will bring all of that limitation, restriction, structure, and meaning to help you grow. It's not just there to to be there. No, there is a reason for you to go through this and it gives you the these obstacles and it, give, it, it gave you all this year, 2020, to grow and move forward and become a little bit closer to who you truly are as a human. And um, it's how you also want to make your mark in this world. I have talked a lot about you finding your own bliss and you finding your own thing to do and finding what your ambition is where your ambitions lie and what you're ambitious about and your goals and dreams and what you want to do with your life well unfortunately or not it is a strong time to do that like planetary timing wise and timing is everything and when we're looking at the stars astrology all that is looking at the timing of things if the timing is good um, this time around, it's a great time to start doing your own thing. Go into your own bliss. Find your personal goals and ambitions. Saturn is telling you this. Jupiter is telling you this. And Saturn is telling you, is asking you, how do you want to make your mark in this world? It doesn't matter what it is. Literally, it, it is something else for everybody. It is something different for everyone. But what is it? Do you want to make cars your whole life? That's cool. You're, you're providing us with our vehicles. Perfect. You want to like do science? Perfect. Please give us more understanding of the physical world. You want to be in pharmaceuticals? Go ahead. Make medicine. You want to be a gardener and provide us with oxygen in this world? Go ahead and do that. Every single um, occupation, every single goal you have in this world builds up the collective consciousness. 
and it gives something to this world. It adds something. You, you provide when you do. When you sit around and do nothing, like, I'm not talking like when you, you're learning and you're, you're watching documentaries. I'm talking about when you're just doing nothing for days at end, nothing productive, then, then that is not doing anything productive to add to the collective conscious. So to be completely honest with you, that has no space in that conjunction. You have to understand what you're passionate about right now and work on it. You don't have to work on it right away. Obviously, you don't have to quit your job and go and do your dream right now. No. But it's good to have goals and ambitions. And I have figured out lately um, in a, a big percentage of the population, I don't know if that was something that was always going on or if some is something that the internet brought to us we don't have many ambitions for our lives. We don't have many goals, many things we want to achieve. So this time around, we're kind of have to rethink that and go ahead and set our goals and rethink things and not just sit back and do nothing. That That is not going to go well with that conjunction. So... Boundaries is next thing we're going to talk about. It is, these are all topics I feel like we have talked and talked about the last year or two over and over again. Boundaries are a huge thing. Racial boundaries, sexual boundaries, anything boundaries. Um, and here, it kind of goes hand to hand with uh, what we were talking before. Know your limits. Have an understanding of of where your limits are and understand that you have to put boundaries for yourself you have to do things in your own ways and with your own boundaries and respect them and also you have to respect others people's boundaries Saturn is kind of a very respectful planet in that sense it it is concerned a lot about boundaries and how you implement them so Take time and set boundaries with yourself, with others. Take time to understand your close, closest people's boundaries. Even animals have boundaries. And like even a, a dog trainer will tell you that all animals and all dogs have boundaries. The thing is we need to teach them to not react badly at them. Like if I attach you there, you won't gonna rip my hand out. But you will tell me nicely hey I didn't like that I didn't appreciate that can you please not do that with me and it's weird to me how we can understand that better with animals than with humans not all humans are the same and we understand that not all animals are the same people who have two or three animals uh, in their house like two or three dogs two or three cats they see that their their pets have different personalities they don't like the same things uh, and they don't dislike the same things so that are boundaries as well humans have that too no, I'm just kidding most of you know that uh, but just uh, just a reminder like just also a different way of looking at it now 
alongside with boundaries and um, know your limits comes self-control. Whereas Jupiter is overconfident, Saturn is very uh, about very much about self-control. Controlling your emotions, controlling your uh, words, controlling your way of thinking. And together, it depends which one is going to be more powerful. So it can either go in a way that people are overconfident or it can go to the other side where people are very self-controlled because of this conjunction so it is a great time to be aware of that and try to come right in the middle and try because not it's not always uh, possible to have a little bit of both a little bit of the best of both worlds uh, like they say now also saturn represents authority like jupiter in different ways As I said, the two teachers, well, think of it that way because teachers, bosses, they also are figures that represent authority. So think of it that way. Two teachers, your best teacher and your worst teacher in the same classroom teaching the same class, which will be whatever is in your sixth house, apparently. Uh, Sorry, whatever. It's in my sixth house, but whatever is in um, the house that the conjunction is taking place. Oh, my God. Sorry, the the conjunction is taking place in my sixth house and in my brother's sixth house because we have the same ascendant. But um, please look it up for you. (laughs) It depends on your house on what that lesson is going to be about. And uh, discipline. Well, we all know that our our bad teacher is all about discipline. Most of us don't like discipline. It's something that kids need, actually. But it is a very important lesson that Saturn has to teach us this time around. Um, be disciplined and work on all that spiritual growth that you're doing. Work on your body eat healthier, work out a little bit. You don't have to go to the gym every day. I don't mean that by working out. I didn't do that most of my life. I I might have done it once. But let's say last year, let's not talk about now. Um, But last year I was very, very active. I had a very, very active job. Um, I was lifting a lot of stuff in my job and moving around, walking a lot. And then I used to bike to and from work, uh, which was, which made my body very fit. So you don't have to generally work out um, in a sense of going to the gym. You can walk a lot. You can walk with your dog, run with your dog. That's also a very nice exercise. Do something that will keep your body active. It doesn't matter what it is. Just keep your body active as well as your mind. Now, the positive aspects of Saturn would be patience and structure. So it will bring structure into things and it will actually help you with working out the structure for your goals. As we talked about your goals and emissions, you don't have to do them straight away, but you have to make a structure and you have to um, plan them out in a sense. And that is what Saturn is going to help us out with. 
but the negative aspects of Saturn would be um, pessimistic views because of the restrictions and limitations and Saturn is not letting its, um, its power to run free and it's restricting it and it's uh, disciplining it. You might feel a little bit more pessimistic. Which for a Scorpio like me, it's uh, normal. So I, I don't think I'll really mind. But if you're a really optimistic person, then that that conjunction might um, might put you in your feelings a little bit, which is fine. It's it's okay. But the other negative aspect of Saturn is chaos. <laughs> kind of like an energy all over the place. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't really surprises me because if you think about restrictions, limitations, like we talked about, discipline, self-control, all of these things, um, if, if you explode and if you cannot take it, will bring chaos into your everyday life. So be aware of that. Uh, now, this conjunction is a key for success and Saturn generally brings that, but... Saturn actually brings, um, it shows you how to succeed in your life because of all those uh, restrictions that we talked about, the obstacles that uh, he brings. It shows you how to succeed in your life. So that conjunction in general will bring the key for you to begin your journey for your success. And success is something completely different for everybody. So please, please don't um, invalidate your wants and needs because you believe that they're not good enough for the society. I think that's also a big problem. We generally put off our dreams, ambitions, and beliefs because we think that they're not um, going along or working well with uh, our society. And I, I, I encourage you to please move out of that state. Whatever you feel, whatever you want to do is valid. And uh, this conjunction, if you, if you believe that and if you understand that, will bring you the key for, to open your door for the ladder that is success. Now... As I said, those two planets come to work as one. We have, I, I have explained a little bit during the explanation of um, the, the energies, how it's going to work out, what is the dynamic between those two. So it is a time for great expansion, great knowledge. Uh, it is a time for you to grow. And I'm very, very happy to see that. Honestly, I... I was kind of expecting that for that timing to happen at some point because it's going to be collective. It's not individual. People have been waking up to their individual truths um, individually at, at, up until this point. Now we're kind of going to move forward collectively. So I really like that. Now, moving on, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about the aspects that are going to take place the day of the conjunction and what is going on that specific day. So it's on the 21st of December. It's going to be on Monday uh, next week. 
So, first of all, the sun is going to be in square with the moon. So that kind of brings the emotional aspect of the whole thing into the back. The whole conjunction that is going to take place is not going to affect our emotional side of things. Or it's not going to affect our emotions. In contrast, our emotions will have to take a step back during this conjunction and the sun which is squaring the moon actually show that now the sun is also conjuncting conjunction is making a conjunction with mercury now i said it um so the sun is conjuncting con making a conjunction with mercury at the same day that the great conjunction is taking place and that is um enhancing our creativity and um, it helps us express our ideas in a, a more constructive way and it's very intellectual time again the emotional aspect of ourselves is taking a step back it's not that it's not there you still have emotions you're a human being but we're moving and working a little bit more intellectually and a little bit more physically than emotionally um, the sun trines with Mars at the day of the conjunction, um, and it's a good time to set goals. So that will enhance your ability and your need to set and uh, to set your goals and understand what you want out of your life and make your ambitions work. Set structure with Saturn and let Jupiter help you um, find an innovative and a creative way to move towards your goals. So sun trining with Mars actually helps with that as well and enhances that energy. So we see in the aspects so far that there are things that go very well with the conjunction with the great conjunction and there are things in the aspects that are telling us to do and not do there is like a, a, a universal uh to-do list let's say for this time around now moon is going to square with mercury so that is that also indicates that the emotional aspect of life is taking a step back and we're gonna have difficulty with clearly expressing our emotions that is the reason why ideas will be easier to be expressed so it will be easier to express ourselves intellectually than emotionally and moon squaring mercury is also enhancing that which is understandable because if uh, the sun is in conjunction with Mercury, that means that um, the moon that is squaring the sun will also square Mercury. That is a little bit of astrology in depth for you guys. But uh, the last aspect I, was, I wanted to talk about is uh, the moon sextiling Pluto. So even though the emotions will take like a step back and uh, a pause for this time being it doesn't mean that they're not there and they won't grow with that conjunction it's a time to emotionally grow and learn in a way of taking a step back and let your emotions understand go with the flow and understand this conjunction um, 
don't overreact would be my my advice uh between those that aspect the moon moon six styling pluto because pluto is kind of um the planet that is concerned with extremes transformation so it's a, it's a time for emotional transformation but uh, it can also mean that you can get overly emotional and you need to keep that in check. It's something that you will need to use the, the Saturn energy of uh, discipline and discipline your emotions at this time. So aspect-wise, the planets show us that um, they enhance the expansion in an idealistic way in a more intellectual way in the mind aspect of things whereas um, the whole other aspects of squaring and with with the moon they show us that emotionally we have to to let our emotions take a step back and focus on the thinking aspects don't overreact don't just um, snap at people in a way. Don't do that. It's not good. Something that Scorpios do. So moon six styling with Pluto would bring a Scorpion energy because Pluto is concerned with what Scorpio is concerned. Uh, so yeah, don't be like Scorpio and snap at people and <laughs> give them poison. Be more disciplined in that. And all of you Scorpios out there, please please listen to this and uh, and understand that you don't have to snap at everybody this season calm down now we are at the hour mark as always and we have talked about the great conjunction the age of aquarius and the aspects of the planets at this time i hope you found this podcast um informational it's different from what we did last time but we can't always be fun and games and we can't always be um very serious but um yeah i really hope you enjoyed i really thought and felt that i have to put the information out there for whoever needs to listen and uh thank you so so much for listening i really appreciate you and i will see you all next time bye